Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, September 3rd, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Some breaking news yesterday. Georgia's starting quarterback, Jamie Newman, became the latest big name to opt out. First big name quarterback we've seen and for a playoff contender, no less. So this is massive news over in the SEC. Will have SEC East implications. Florida fans are probably smiling this morning. And could open the door for somebody else to make the playoff, maybe a team out of the Big 12. So I'm going to turn today's episode over to the guys at Junkyard Dogcast for their emergency reaction to Jamie Newman's opt-out and what it probably means for the Bulldogs quarterback competition. And all eyes will be on the knee status of former five-star JT Daniels, who is not yet medically cleared, but is in Athens and is working out and hopes to be ready to go by the September 26th opener. After those guys talk, we're going to do a quick rundown of tonight's college football game. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast, everybody. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. With me, Kip Adams, also of Dogs 24-7. It's a special podcast because the afternoon has been crazy. After we recorded a podcast this morning discussing Georgia's quarterback battle, Jamie Newman and JT Daniels, the primary discussion points there, Jamie Newman has opted out of the 2020 football season. We'll prepare for the 2021 NFL draft. And, uh, Kip, uh, we'll get into it later, what, what kind of frenzy this sent me into uh, this afternoon as far as what I had going on. But uh, just first of all, your overall thoughts kind of when you heard the news, I called you, told you about it. What were, what were kind of your first thoughts when all this went down? Well, obviously, shock right off the top because we were just talking about Jamie Newman, how we thought he had positioned himself fairly well to win the starting quarterback job at Georgia. Uh, But as I prefaced on the previous show, we thought it was still an open competition and there were three weeks to go until the season opener. You know, nothing had been completely settled at the quarterback position, but still, I will say that Few things can shock me anymore in 2020. Uh, I don't want to say we've seen it all because that's going to set us both up for a world of hurting. But, I mean, at this point, we've experienced, you know, multiple roller coasters just as far as the – just even the sporting news is concerned for this year. So it was just the kind of the latest curveball in a year of uh, multiple dozens of curveballs. I I feel like – in my opinion, it's an interesting decision based on risk-reward because I thought that there were a few players in college football who had a chance to actually raise their stock more than Jamie Newman could at Georgia. I mean, uh, we've written countless stories on his potential. Uh, we've done we, – we always – Jake and I are always rolling out the mock draft updates just to let people know where – at least the media where people think he might slot into that, that draft next year. But – I 
did not think that anyone had pegged him for a first-round lock. I think everyone had kind of made some, I don't want to say assumptions, but they were projecting how he was going to do in the film he was going to put out at Georgia this year was going to give him a chance to move into that discussion. You know, Justin Fields doesn't have to really do anything anymore. He's Whether Ohio State plays another football game, he is going to hear his name called in the first round. Trevor Lawrence at Clemson planning to play football, you know, as of now, he doesn't have to do anything right now. He is going to hear his name called in the first round of the NFL draft. And then you look at North Dakota State's Trey Lance, a guy that a lot of people love as a first-round pick, and Iowa State's Brock Purdy as well as a guy that has, you know, he is very highly thought of right now. Jamie Newman was kind of in that, you know, that middle tier. Again, it was just a lot of if he does what we think he can do, he could go here. And now he does not have that to provide to two scouts. He doesn't have that film of playing in Georgia's offense to provide to them anymore. And, you know, at this point, I just think assuming that he was going to the win the starting job is, is still an assumption in my eyes. And assuming that he has enough uh, draft stock right now to emerge as a first-round pick is – maybe even a stronger assumption. So I think it's there is some surprise just in that decision. Uh, but overall, I guess, if, if you think you have a chance to, to get drafted, uh, and then it, it's a risk he seems like he was, he was willing to take. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, and here's the thing. Uh, and, and there's some serious nuance to the way, you know, because I've had some time to kind of since all of this kind of got put on our plate earlier and, and we, we dealt with it, I, I've had a lot of time to kind of think about it and ponder it. And, and the first thing I want to say is, you know, there's a reason I'm a sports writer and I'm not an agent and I'm not an NFL, uh, in an NFL front office, and it's because those guys are better at what they do and, and than, than I would be at what they do. Um, but I don't think it's a good decision. I don't. And, and I'm not criticizing Jamie Newman. I'm criticizing his decision. Um, from all, for everything I've heard about him is he is an impressive, impressive kid. Okay, he's an impressive guy, and, and I think that he could have had a very, very, very good season at Georgia. He was my favorite to win the starting job in terms of the guy I thought would win the starting job. I said that earlier today. Uh, I think that he could have done some big things for Georgia's offense, and I think he fit really well with Georgia's weapons. Um, do I think that the competition – had anything to do with this? Yeah, I do. I don't think he was scared off by a competition. I don't think he had gotten beaten out. Listen, that's that's ludicrous, folks. J JT Daniels is not even cleared yet, okay? So I don't think anybody had been beaten out. But, you know, when you look at, hey, he comes in as a graduate transfer, uh, there's another guy added to the mix. I mean, if you really want to get nitpicky about it, there was another quarterback at Georgia's scrimmage last Saturday in Justin Fields. You know, could an agent have maybe gotten it in his ear, which we've heard from multiple more multiple uh, reports at this point that agents are all over these guys about opting out and things like that. Could an agent have used all of those different things to maybe convince him that it was his best in his best interest to go ahead and and uh, and, and start preparing for the draft? Maybe there's also the risk of injury. There is COVID, whether he's scared of it or not, whether that's actually a true fear of his or not. But here's what I will also say. I think that the anger and vitriol and the desire to call the kid a quitter and to call the kid spineless or whatever people want to call because we've seen it all via Twitter and social media at this point, that's too easy. 
that is so too easy to do in a frustrated, angry state right now because I don't think it characterizes. I mean, listen, these kids don't get to where they're at by just being scared of competition or, or worried about, the, you know, anything other than being really good football players. I mean, Jamie Newman his, has handled his entire situation with Georgia with, with, with professionalism and class. And, uh, you know, I, I don't – there's a reason that players have gotten into preseason camp and opted out. And it's not, not just because, well, they saw this or they saw that. One thing they absolutely saw is they saw their starting running back getting lit up. They saw an offensive lineman get rolled up in the in the in a pile, or they saw a safety blast a receiver over the middle, and they think to themselves, "Man, what if that's me? What if I take that hit? What if they got to come out and get put me on something to get me off of the field in game two, three, or four, maybe even in practice? Then what's the rest of my career look like?" So I think all of those things are at play here, and and I'm just not on board with the with the anger that Jamie Newman's going to get about you know for for having a Georgia career that lasted 11 or 12 practices and eight and a half months and uh, it's a crazy time folks it is a crazy time and you know I say that I I don't think he made the right decision um, but there's a lot of information Jamie Newman has about his future there's a lot of information Jamie Newman has about what his future could have been if he had stayed at Georgia that, that I don't have and and you don't have it either Kip and whoever's listening to the show, you don't have it either. So, uh, you know, I would, I would, you know, request that everybody reserve judgment. I know people won't listen, but ultimately that that's kind of the way I view it. What, um, Kip, in terms of, of the, the reasoning behind it, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, do you think it's multiple things at play or do you think there's one thing you can kind of put a finger on? Well, first off, I agree with you that, <clears throat> I mean, it's not my decision to make. I don't have, like you said, I don't have the information he has available to him. But I do think if he thought, if he thought he had the ability to go in the first round NFL draft, I don't think this helps that. And so, in my opinion, I I, I don't think this is, I don't want to say right decision. I I mean, I, I think it could end up being a mistake as far as just money he's leaving on the table. But, I mean. I, there are no indications that he was, again, going to lose the competition. Everyone says he's performed well in camp. But all that being said, that doesn't mean that Newman wasn't looking over his shoulder and thinking, I am being pushed for this job. And JT Daniels has a chance to be cleared in the next three weeks. And so JT Daniels also has a chance, as I said before, to win this starting quarterback job. And so in that respect, if he thought there was a chance he might not win this job, then now was the time to get out. In his mind, it might not help his stock if he does not earn the starting quarterback position. And so then the risk does outweigh the reward. So... In my opinion, this this was that time. It still gives Georgia enough of a chance to prepare for their season opener against Arkansas in three and a half weeks. It gives JT Daniels a chance to be cleared. So I, I think that 
you know, I don't know how that conversation, whether a conversation happened with Kirby Smart and, and the coaching staff, but I think for J- on Jamie's side, if you're getting out, uh, now is the time to get out as far as just maintaining whatever your draft stock is now if you think there's a chance you do lose a job, whether that's now or whether that's a couple games into the season. This isn't this isn't like a, a like recruiting like the, nobody's going to negatively recruit or evaluate Jamie Newman uh, or try to make him look bad during this process. But if you're an NFL GM and you're sitting there, I can totally see how this might end up being a bad thing because um, as much respect as I have for for everybody for all of these players who make it through multiple preseason camps at this level. It, it doesn't look that great, for sure. I mean, you get a couple weeks into camp, you're in a competition with a guy that's not even cleared yet, and, uh, you know, maybe a team that wants Jamie Newman to fall a little bit uh, maybe floats that out there so that they can kind of catch him a little later on in the draft. But I, just, I, I, do, I do think it could potentially hurt him, the optics of this whole thing. And uh, we'll, we'll just kind of see how it goes from here. But uh, Jamie Newman won't be starting the game at quarterback for Georgia, and uh, we want to discuss – on the second side of this thing, we're going to go into a break. And on the second side, we want to discuss who who will be taking snaps for Georgia this year at quarterback. Uh, but but let's let's take that break real fast. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Kip. In my mind, I'm thinking of two guys here, and you know who they are. It's JT Daniels, and it's Dewan Mathis. Are there... Do you see it the same way? Is it JT Daniels' job to lose? He's not completely cleared yet, but I think we all expect that to be the case before the start of the season. How, how is this thing looking to you now? Well, I mean, it's a pretty easy answer for me because I, I felt this thing was 50-50 all along. It really, for, in my opinion, was about JT Daniels being physically cleared to play. I thought that he – was going to come in and make up ground on Jamie Newman in the playbook and getting comfortable in Todd Monken's offense. I thought that his physical talents, his arm talent, his overall talent at quarterback was also a great fit for what Todd Monken wants to do in his offense. And, I mean, I can't speak medically to what's going to happen here. I don't have that medical information in front of me. But I, I expect... I ex- expect J.D. Daniels to be cleared in the preseason. And that is something that, again, I think af- affected Jamie Newman's decision-making. And he saw that 
as a guy pushing him over shoulder and potentially just winning the job outright by the season opener. I thought that this competition was ongoing. I thought that, you know, whatever lead Jamie Newman had, JT Daniels was closing in on him. And my expectation is that JT Daniels will be fully cleared in the next three weeks and will be the starter in the season opener against Arkansas. And if redshirt freshman Dewan Mathis is fully cleared to go, then I think he will beat out Carson Beck, Stetson Bennett, and walk on Nathan Priestley for the backup position. And again, still gives Georgia a very interesting cachet of quarterbacks, very different, you know, different skill sets on the roster. But I, I just think that JT Daniels what came in ready to compete for that starting position and had a chance to, to still win it outright or win it later in the season if, if uh, Jamie Newman struggled. So I think he was positioned to, to potentially earn the job anyway, and I think it wasn't one of those coach speaks by Kirby Smart by saying, you know, this thing's up, still up for grabs. He says it every offseason at any position you talk to him about. But I think in this instance it was true. And I, I I would not have been surprised at all had Jamie Newman stayed if JT Daniels was still named the starting quarterback uh, for Arkansas. Now, it is an interesting uh, situation just because of JT Daniels coming off a major knee injury and Georgia's offensive line, you know, replacing a, a lot of experience on the offensive line, shuffling guys around, uh, first-year starters. First year starters, uh, you know, first year starter at running back with whether it's Samir White taking that first snap, you know, James Cook, and you know, replacing guys at, at wide receiver as well, and and at tight end, you have a lot of new faces on this offense, and so if JT Daniels is cleared and is the starter in the season opener, it, it's going to be interesting to watch because now you, you did go from having two experienced quarterbacks to, to having one who is coming off a major knee injury and that will be the storyline moving forward. Yeah, th- there's no doubt in my mind that hurts. I mean that that's a little bit of a that that's a little bit of the uh, the sting here for George's. I mean, m- man, you were going into the season. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the episode of uh, Seinfeld where uh, where uh, I think Kramer goes he adopts a highway and then he thinks he can do whatever he wants to with it and he goes down the middle and he, he puts black paint over the over the little white uh, uh, lines there and uh, and you know people are driving in behind it and there's this huge wide lane that's real comfortable and, and I think Jerry comes in there behind it and he's kind of that's what Georgia had Georgia had one big massive lane here with two very experienced very talented quarterbacks on this roster to to just kind of Maybe take some chances with the quarterback position. Maybe put Newman – maybe you run a little bit more quarterback power or you maybe you have two packages or, you know, you're feeling a lot better. You're feeling like there's some margin for error uh, with, with protection, with things like that. I mean, there's just, there's, there's just no, no way to quantify the peace of mind that a staff would have in having two, you know, very experienced starters on their, on their staff. So, losing that hurts. I'm sorry, not on their staff, on their team. But losing that hurts. Uh, but – at the same time, there's a reason you've got that other guy. And, and listen, this is we talked about it whenever Georgia added uh, JT Daniels. The COVID era is pandemic, okay? And, you know, it, it didn't turn out to be like, they, like we framed it. 
you know, nobody has gotten JT Daniels hasn't gotten coronavirus or, or, or J- Jamie Newman hasn't gotten coronavirus, but the, the pandemic itself, I, I think whether you want to say he's running from competition or not, it created the environment for him to be able to do what he's doing. It gave him at the very least, even if you don't believe a word he had to say an excuse, a fallback plan to, uh, to opt out and, and, and jump to the NFL early. Uh, but but when you when you look at it now that they do have that guy in place that's kind of the safety blanket, it is an experienced guy. It's a former five-star prospect. It's a guy who's been very impressive um, as a quarterback at the college level, and, and we'll see if he can get it done at Georgia. I do know this, though. The moment this all came down, made the message board post to inform our people about it, we wanted to give uh, it time for the official announcement to come down. Uh, spoke with a, ve- a source that's very connected with the team, and this is what I got as far as JT Daniels and, 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 and Dewan Mathis. JT Daniels is a guy that Todd Munkin really, really likes. I don't think that necessarily think he liked him any more than he liked Jamie Newman, but JT Daniels is very sharp. He, he processes information really quickly. He's very confident. He's got a lot of arm talent. And I think all of those things um, are things that are going to help him be successful if he's a starting quarterback at Georgia, and I think he will be. I do, like you say, expect him to be cleared in the coming weeks. But I also know for a fact now, and Rusty was the first to report this uh, a couple weeks ago, that Dwan Mathis had gotten off to a torrid start. Not horrid, torrid. Good, not bad. Start to preseason camp and had really opened some eyes, turned some heads, whatever cliche you want to throw on it. And I think the Georgia staff is sky high on his ability. I mean, listen, you're talking about a 6'5", 200-pound kid, maybe a little heavier than that now, who runs extremely well, has got a really strong arm. I don't know that he's the kind of guy that at this point in his career, in terms of the amount of football that he's played, I don't know that he's going to get in there and sit in front of a film room or, or look in defense and tell you what this guy's going to do and that guy's going to do based on what weight he's got on what foot and this and where his eyes were pointing and all this. I don't think he's quite ready for that yet. But instinctively, athletically, arm talent, accuracy, those things, I think Dwan Mathis has got a huge upside. And, Kip, it's not going to surprise me because when it, it, when it was JT Daniels, and Jamie, I mean, JT Daniels and Jamie Newman in the fold, I didn't see a reason to get Dwan Mathis snaps because you got, you know, Jamie Newman is a very good, very powerful runner of the football, and he, br- he brings that mobility element to the offense. Well, now that, that element, that design run element is, is – not all lost because I think JT Daniels and Todd Munkin can hit on this. He's a better athlete than people give him credit for. But JT Daniels is, is not a guy, especially with the knee injury, that you're going to be running zone reads and QB power and draw and all that stuff with. Well, now Dwan Mathis kind of maybe steps into that role. And it may be something that, that Todd Munkin can kind of throw something in there for him and uh, maybe a red zone package, maybe a short yardage package, whatever it is to kind of get him involved and, and get his legs involved. But I do think Dwan Mathis is now going to be getting a lot more first-team snaps, clearly. We are back. This is Trey Scott again. We have two college football games on tonight, so that is cause for celebration. The first one, 8 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN3, Central Arkansas at Alabama-Birmingham, so that's an FCS versus an FBS squad. You already saw Central Arkansas play this year. They beat Austin P in a thriller last Saturday, and since then they've created a bubble of their own of sorts in Birmingham, um, paid for 
and sponsored by Alabama and Birmingham. So uh, it looks like all systems go there. Between the two teams, there has just been one positive COVID test in the last week, and that was from an Alabama-Birmingham player. And then at 9 o'clock on CBS Sports Network, we have our first FBS versus FBS competition of the 2020 season, which we've waited a long time for. South Alabama at Southern Miss. And when we look at the William Hill Sportsbook odds, we see that Southern Miss is favored by nearly two touchdowns. They're a 13-point favorite. So I plan on watching both games. Again, Central Arkansas at UAB on ESPN3. And then one hour later, South Alabama at Southern Miss on CBS Sports Network. So can't wait. We'll be back tomorrow on the College Football Daily to preview the rest of the Week 1 games including a showcase of sorts for SMU quarterback Shane Bouchelle. We're going to see what he has to say about another season on the Hilltop. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.